0: Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. My text is taken from 1 Samuel 3, 1 to 21, but I am reading from verse 18 to 19 from the New International Version. And my teaching is entitled Speak, Lord, thy servant is listening, part 3. So. Children of God, I showed you how Samuel came on the scene in part one and two of this teaching. Samuel came on the scene as a babe and he was weaned and handed at the age of two or three to Prophet Samuel in fulfillment to his mother's promise that she will give her first child back to Papa God when she becomes pregnant. This she did. And she, um, we see how um, young Samuel um, became to hear the voice of Papa God and, and um, young Samuel's response when he ran to Eli, when he thought Eli was the one that was calling him on the third call. We see Samuel's reply when Eli's advised him what to say if he hears the voice of God again. Verse 21, the Lord continued to appear at Shiloh and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. And I like this because the Bible let us know In John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. One of the ways in knowing and hearing from God is through His Word. So, in the fullness of time, we see how God revealed Himself to young Samuel through His Word, He did not use Eli's voice to call him anymore. And so in verse 11, we see Samuel began to work on communication with Papa God in confidence. And we see this in verse 11. And I read, And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a new thing in Israel, at which both the ears of everyone that hear it, it shall tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons made themselves vile and he restrained them not. And therefore I have sworn Unto the house of Eli, that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged with sacrifice nor offering forever. And Papa God had, his, had this hand upheld against Eli's house until today. So Samuel became a trusted prophet of strong faith who always sought out what God's calling for him was. And because of this, the the Lord was able to use Samuel greatly. Papa God used Samuel to anoint the future king of Israel, and we see Samuel's involvement in his advice to the would-be king Saul, reference to the horses that were missing in Samuel 9, verses 19 to 20 um eighteen to twenty. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the Seer's house is. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the Seer, go up before me unto the high place, for ye shall eat with me today and tomorrow, I will let thee go, and will tell thee all that is in thine heart, and as for thine asses, that were lost three days ago, set not thy mind on them for they are found. And on whom is all the desire of Israel it isn't? Is it not on thee and all thy father's house? We see again, children of God, how Israel was in deep trouble at the hand of the Philistine race. And Israel was afraid, became afraid of the Philistine. And so Prophet Samuel was a man of prayer. He prayed for Israel and he led them into giving up evil. And their evil God, the evil gods, they had picked up. And God used Prophet Samuel to retrieve the Ark of God and subdue the Philistine in um, chapter 7. So the men of Kiriath-Jerim came and took up the Ark of the Lord. They brought it to Abinabad's house on the hill and consecrated Eliza, his son, to guard the ark of the Lord. The ark remained at Kiriath, Jerim, a long time, twenty years in all, and Samuel subdued the Philistine at Mispah. Then all the people of Israel turned back to the Lord. So Samuel said to the Israelites, if you are returning to the Lord with all your hearts, then rid yourselves of the foreign gods and the Astorets and commit yourselves to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hands of the Philistines. Um, the Philistines are the things that we pick up in Samuel's... In, 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 Israel, they had picked up foreign gods. Yes, and we're gonna look at it in a minute. They are they've picked up foreign gods, and if you pick up foreign gods, you're trouble with God. Um, in the teachings the other day that I ministered, it says you cannot serve two gods, two masters at the same time. You either love the one, and you hate the other. So. If you are going to pick up a foreign God, you are in trouble with God. So in this case, the Israelites, the Bible said, so the Israelites put away their bales after the instructions of Samuel. Um, so Samuel said, if you want to have God back, you need to get rid of the foreign God. So the Israelites put away their bales and asteroids and serve the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Assemble all Israel at Mizpah, and I will intercede with the Lord for you. And when they had assembled at Mizpah, they drew water and poured it out before the Lord. And on that day they fasted, and there they confessed, We have sinned against the Lord. Now Samuel was serving as leader of Israel at Mizpah. And I like this, children of God, because when you sin against God in this way, you have to confess it. You cannot hold it in your heart. And said, only Jesus can save. No, you, you have to confess it. You have to denounce it. You have to renounce it. Amen. And you have to ask God for forgiveness. So the Bible let us know on that day they fasted. The children of Israel fasted and there they confessed, We have sinned against the Lord. Now Samuel was serving as a leader of Israel at Mizpah. When the Philistines heard that Israel had assembled at Mizpah, the rulers of the Philistines came up to attack them. When the Israelites heard of it, they were afraid because of the Philistines. They said to Samuel, do not stop crying out to the Lord, our God for us, that he may rescue us from the hand of the Philistines. And so if you have this challenge, children of God, if you're challenged in this way, you need support because the Bible said, if two shall agree touching anything they shall ask, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. So the Israelites, they um, asked um, Prophet Samuel to, to, to do not stop crying. It means do not stop praying out to the Lord for, for us. He said, do not stop crying out to the Lord or God for us that he may rescue us from the hand of the Philistine." Then Samuel took a suckling lamb and sacrificed it as a whole burnt offering. To the Lord. He cried out to the Lord on behalf of Israel, on Israel's behalf, and the Lord answered him. And while Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to engage Israel in battle. But the, that day, the Lord thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were rooted before the Israelites. And you see, church, children of God, I love God because sometimes you don't need to do anything. You don't, don't need to raise or to grab a thing or to use a weapon. In this case, Samuel didn't have to do anything. and The children of Israel did not do anything. Why? Because they obeyed the voice of Samuel. And the Bible said, while Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, and this burnt offering is symbolic for um, Jesus. So once you come to God and you um you come in the name of Jesus, his son, you know, and you ask him for help, he said he will in no wise cast you out. So while Samuel was doing this, the Bible said that the Lord God thundered with loud thunder against the Philistines and threw them into such a panic that they were rooted before the Israelites. And the men of Israel rushed out of Mizpah and pursued the Philistines, slaughtering them along the way to a point below beth Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen. He called it Ebenezer, saying, Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Praise the living Jesus. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Can you remember when the Lord helped you? You were in dire straits. Your back was against the wall. You were faced with degradation disgrace and embarrassment you didn't know where to turn who to look to but the Lord came in and he helped you and the Bible said Israel called it Ebenezer he named it Samuel took the stone and he named it Ebenezer Ebenezer means thus far the Lord has helped us So how does this relate to you and I? How does what I'm saying, this teaching relate to you and I? The Holy Spirit gives me these teachings children of God. I don't make it up and I wouldn't even know what to say and what to tell you next week, what I'm teaching. I don't go from intellect or hearsay. I hear from the Holy Spirit and he tells me what to say. So how does this relate to you and I? Um, it relates to you and, and I if you're in purpose. You are you hearing voices? Do you know who they are? Do you know what to do when you hear them? Samuel was at the right place at the right time to hear the to hear the voices and to learn and to be counseled. And he knew exactly what to do and, and what he should, he should do after he heard the third call. So he was a blessed lad. He was at the right place, at the right time, and he knew what to do. But many of us, we are not at the right place, we are not at the right time. So that's the reason why the Lord sent these teachings on podcasts in the church through the Word of God to help you on your way, on your Christian journey. And so this is how it relates to you and I, that the teaching, he gives us an example because he wouldn't be just talking to you without an example. And that's why I love the Word of God, because he always gives you an example in the Bible. And this teaching is about the story of Samuel, how Samuel recognized the voice of God and the growth of the life of the young boy Samuel and how God used Samuel as a young prophet to judge his people Israel and to retrieve the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant is God himself. The Ark was just a point of contact but uh, the Ark of the Covenant was God himself so God used Samuel to retrieve the Ark of the Covenant and to get Israel to renounce the God they had picked up and to bring them back to relationship and fellowship with their Papa God so I'm going to pray and and to thank God we so Papa God we thank you for this teaching and for the life of young Samuel. I pray this teaching will cause children of God to identify, to recognize, to categorize and to hear your voice and to 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 find, to locate their 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 right prophet. May they not hear voice from extremism may they not hear voices from extremism wolves the harlings thieves robbers but help them to listen to the voice of God may you discomfit and subdue every enemy in pursuit of them may you cause their enemies to be confused that seek after them Provide an Eli and a Samuel to steer your children, to steer them in the right path back to you if they are out of line with you, Papa God. May they grow in grace and grow from glory to glory and strength to strength in their calling. And may they live their lives in serving you like Prophet Samuel. The Bible said, The prophet served God all the days of his life. And so, may everyone at the sound of my voice, Father God, let write it on the table of my heart. Let them hear you and not me. Let them know it is you speaking through me, guiding them, cheering them, coaching them, teaching them, Admonishing them on their Christian journey in Jesus name, amen and I check out now children of God that and, and I repeat faith comes through hearing and hearing the Word of God, so I ask you to share this word with your friends and with your family. Pass it on, don't sit on it, pass it on. This is, you will get great reward for this. This is a blessing and this will, will, will be you propagating the gospel. So pass it on so somebody can hear the voice of God. In Jesus name, God bless you. In Jesus' name. Pastor Sandra, checking out. God bless. Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. My teaching is entitled, Who is it you want? My text is taken from the Gospel of John, chapter 18, and my read is from the NIV version, verse 1 to 8. And I read, When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side there was a garden and he and his disciples went into it. Now Judas who betrayed him knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden building, a detachment of soldiers, And some officials from the chief priests and the Pharisees, they were carrying torches, lanterns and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. And Judas, the traitor, was standing there with them. That's not written in the Bible, but I just said it. Verse 7. Again he asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I'm he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Child of God, this teaching is to show you no one can take you out before your time. Even if your taker comes prepared and decked with all their armaments, they cannot take you before your time. dressed, arrange and uniform, They cannot take you before your time. Even if they're instructed, anointed, and appointed, no one child of God can take you before your time, as you will see later down in the teaching. If you have not completed your God-given assignment, the assignment that God has given to you, then Papa God will not be ready to let you go until you complete your assignment, your purpose. That which in in your spirit, man, that you feel that, oh, I want to be a teacher, I want to be a nurse, I want to be a musician, I want to be a music composer, I want to be an architect, I want to be a mother or a father. I want to be a scientist, that if you have not completed your God-given assignment, I want to be a minister, I want to be a teacher. If you have not completed your God-given assignment, child of God, no one will take you out before your time. It is not over until God says it's over for you. Nothing is going to happen to you. So the Bible is um, taking us back to the incident that took place shortly before the crucifixion of Jesus. And the event unfolds how Judas one of the apostles of the household and a disciple of Jesus had already gone to those who campaign against Jesus in public and those who are unwitting enemies of the cross who were the enemies of Jesus child of God I want you to see that sin was the first enemy of God sin was the reason God left his glory in the form of his son, the precious Lord Jesus Christ, and came down to earth to redeem us. Um, Secondly, Matthew 10, verse 36, and I read, a man's enemy will be the members of his own household. The Bible let us know our enemy is first sin, and our enemy. Um, the Bible said, according to Matthew ten thirty six, um, our enemy um, is is known as to the one who lives with us. Uh, so that means people who are close to us and live with us at home could be people that work with us in the office. School, university, people who are very close and intimate with us could be your own wife, your own husband, your children, families, friends, cousins, relations. So the Bible let us know Judas to those who campaign against Jesus in public. And those who are unwitting enemies of the cross, they were friends of Judas. Those who sought to to trip up and push him over the precipice, um, Judas was friends with them. And the chief priests and the Pharisees and Sadducees, Herodians, he was friends with them and he held talks and discussions in in, 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 um, his attempt to betray Jesus. They wanted to destroy Jesus so badly and to teach him a lesson. They accused Jesus as, as of blasphemy. Why? We're going to pick it up. We're going to pick this up, the story up in John 10, verse 22. And I read, Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense if you are the Messiah? Tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I tell you but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify of me. But you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand, Jesus said. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again, his Jewish opponents pick up stones to stone him. But Jesus said, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any work, they replied, but for blasphemy, because you are a mere man claimed to be God. I repeat, we are not stoning you for any work, they replied, but for blasphemy, because you are a mere man claimed to be God. So these are the reasons why the enemies were so obnoxious, were so happy when Judas came to tell them about Jesus. Um, Judas became a prize commodity to them. Oh my God, I can just imagine how happy they were when one of the clan of Jesus came to them to hand over information or befriend them. They told Jesus, Judas, you, you all look alike. And they bargained and heckled for 30 pieces of silver to reward Judas for pointing Jesus out to them. And this is what happens, child of God, when you come into relationship with Jesus. When you come into relationship with Jesus, you are you are made one in spirit, like Jesus. So you become like Jesus, and if you become like Jesus, you will look like him. You will talk like him. Your behavior will depict him. Your approach, your actions, your comportment will be just like Jesus. You will be full of truth, and the truth you know and say will set you free. So they did not know which disciples was which, because, as they say, they all look like the truth. Jesus the Christ himself. So the day of the grand finale came when Judas had to show them the baby and the bible let us know in verse 2 now Judas who betrayed him knew the place and I like these three words knew the place Judas who betrayed him knew the place knew the place knew the place and I had the chills when I read it as I was studying this um, teaching I had the chills Child of God, because Judas knew the place, why did I get the chills because I, because I felt um why did I get the chills i I, I felt a, a spiritual violation because the place was reserved for officials only, Jesus and his disciples, and no other. Have you ever entered a building where you see only staff or are allowed beyond this point, and staff who are allowed beyond this point are, are allowed to enter. They are all given a code um, to open the doors. So Jesus reserved intimacy for only him and those who are closest and dearest to him to know the place. And Judas, the Bible let us know, Judas knew the place was reserved for closeness judas knew the place was reserved for fellowship for sharing and communion with jesus this is the place where intimacy was disclosed and matters resolved at the highest level judas knew it was the place of pouring out a place where intimacy is shared on all upcoming and forthcoming activities of the movement of jesus He will disclose it to the disciples. He will tell them where I'm going and what is going to take place with him, what is going to happen. Judas knew the place um, and the place that Jesus had often met with his disciples. So verse 3, so Judas came to the garden guiding and the Bible let us know he came with a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priests and Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons, children of God, detachment of soldiers, officials from the chief priests and Pharisees, torches, lanterns, weapons. It does not belong to the place above. So my little teaching um, is to is to is to bring awareness to you. Be careful who you allow to come in your space, your little place. Why? Because you do not know what they will do to you behind the scene. You do not know um, what they are planning behind the scene against you. You do not know behind the scene what they are getting up to. But thank God, Jesus knew what they were doing and planning behind the scene. Against him. So the Bible let us know in verse 4 Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked, Who is it you want? And I like this child of God because when you know who you are in Christ Jesus, you're not afraid of the enemy in spite of what they look like, in spite of how they sound, in spite of how, what they're saying. In spite of how they come and what they are wearing, what and who they are taking with them, if you know who you are, you will not be moved. You will not be perturbed. You will not be taken by surprise. Isaiah asked the children of Israel um, before before his visit to Mount Camp. He said, choose this day who you will serve. Joshua said, as for me and my house we will serve the lord god so jesus knowing all that was going to happen to him went out and asked them who is it you want wow you have to that's a big question in the face of the enemy jesus of nazareth they replied jesus said i am he jesus said and the bible let us know when jesus said i am he They drew back and fell to the ground. Child of God, do you notice the Bible did not recall that Judas fell back to the ground with them? Why? Judas was still part of Jesus. His time had not yet come. So he couldn't fall back with the enemies. Again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus said, I told you that I am he. If you're looking for me, then let these men go. This happened so that the words he had spoken would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. So this teaching is to high point, child of God. Who is it you want? Who is it you want? The enemy that come to take you will fall backwards after the order of Jesus. Who are your enemies? Your enemies are that of your household. Your enemies, your enemy, our enemies are sickness, disease, arrows, fire towards you, disappointments, witchcraft, setbacks, spells, jinx, persecution, oppression, maltreatment, abuse. Harm, cruelty, prejudices, bias, bigotries, racism, lies, sneers. The anointing on you will cause them to melt like wax. You don't have to open your mouth sometime. child of God. The anointing on you will cause them to melt like wax. The anointing will cause them to fall back for your sake. So let Judas have his way. Let him sell you to the kiss of death. Let him enjoy himself. Let Judas discuss you with his officials and his friends. Let Judas tell lies at you. Let Judas discuss you with priests, with the high priests and ministers and the chief high priest. His time will come. Let him go to the end of his rope. Jesus said to Judas, Woe unto you, Judas, for it would be better if you were not born. Verse 10, Then Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his ear. The servant's name was Malchus. What is this saying to us, child of God? Jesus was telling his disciples, This is not the way you deal with Judas. No violence, no chopping up. No cutting off of ear, no physicality, no harm, no hurt. Leave revenge, leave reprisals, deep grudges, jealousy, covetous lies, persecution, betrayal, disloyal, duplicities, retaliations, revenge, retributions to Almighty God. So Jesus tells Peter, put your sword away. Put it back in its shield. Verse 11. Jesus commanded Peter. Peter put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup? The father has given me. So I'm going to close off today. Child of God. And I'm going to pray. Father God we thank you for this teaching. Let him that has ear to hear. Hear what the spirit of God is saying. We thank you, no weapon that comes before us or form against us will prosper. And every tongue that comes against us, we condemn them in the name of Jesus. Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth replied, And the Bible let us know, Jesus said, I am he. And they drew back and fell to the ground. Let every enemy that comes to take us, Papa God, fall back. Let sickness fall back. Disease will fall back. Demonic arrows and disappointment, ill will, will fall back. Witchcraft, setbacks, spells, jinx, persecution will fall back. Oppressions and lies, maltreatment, abuse and harm. Cruelties will fall back. Prejudice, bias, bigotry, racism, lies, sneers will fall back. Betrayal, disloyalty, dis- dis- duplicities, retaliation will fall back in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Child of God, I pray this is, will be a blessing to you. And you will listen to the word of God. And because the Bible says faith comes through hearing and hearing and hear when you hear the word of God. So I ask you, as I've always um, asked, to share it. Share it with your friends and your families. Send it so they can hear the word of God and the word of God will cause a change to somebody's life, will encourage somebody, will take somebody out of the pit and the ditch in the name of Jesus. God bless you.